When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, we got the calf slicer, the Peruvian necktie, the Cincinnati boat. Uh, maybe not that one. But there are tons of ways to come out on top in the octagon. And for UFC 276, there's one more. With DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC. New customers can bet $5 on any fighter to win and get $100 in free bets, win or lose. That fighter won't come to your house and challenge you because you can't lose. Whether it's a knockout kick or a powerful punch, you win no matter what. Especially if you're not receiving those kicks or punches and with DraftKings same game parlays you can turn another small bet into a big payday combine multiple bets like which fighter will win number of knockouts and more for UFC 276 you can place a same game parlay and if it hits you'll win double 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 triple no just double Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DNVR. That's DNVR. Bet $5 on any UFC 276 fighter to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code DNVR this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Got to be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. Oh, hello. Welcome to end of June, post John Elway birthday, post Will Key's birthday, same day birthday. <sighs> you're it was you're as close as I planned. get to John Elway. Well, yeah, I mean, hats off to my father for for coming up with the idea to have my birthday also on John Elway's birthday. Um, yeah, that was smart. But also to execute it um, perfectly. Yeah, that's uh, strategic timing. It really is. It really is. Some people say you can't plan stuff like that. I'm living proof that you can. <laughs> How old are you now, Will? 25? 26. Ooh, 26. Yeah. The world officially no longer gives a fuck about you that is pretty much the official age yeah yeah you have nothing to be optimistic about until yeah uh, if this was like sports this is the year i hit free agency 
Yeah, I'm if this is sports. agency in life. Yeah, this is when you get paid. It's when you get that big second contract or you unless you're a running back, this is when your career is coming to an end. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. Hopefully I have the longevity of like uh Vinny Testaverde, who we talked mm. about in our 2007 video. We did. And that prompted me for an episode I haven't even told you about. Um, uh -oh. Let's see here. What the hell are these? Oh, yeah. Crazy NFL records by the most random players. I like that. So I don't know if like we can find enough for it, but Vinny Testaverde her, holds the record for uh, most pass attempts in regulation with 69 passing attempts in a regulation game. Oh, okay. I was going to say you're wrong, but you're actually right. Do you know who has the most total? Um. Oh, man, I saw it on the list and I couldn't. I can tell you. I, I can remember. tell you right now. Uh, I've it? seen the game. It's Drew Bledsoe, 1994, in an overtime victory against the Minnesota Vikings through 70 passes. Yeah, damn. There's a video on YouTube with all 70 passes. It's pretty sweet. Oh, that's funny. They yeah, just like, gave like, up on running. <laughs> there were some other records, like uh, youngest player with the perfect passer rating. Could you guess that guy? Youngest player with the perfect passer. Is it a quarterback or a player? It's a quarterback. Oh, okay. Because you could have like a running back throw a pass. Yeah, none of those dumbass uh, caveats. Okay. I'm going to go with uh, – just because he was really young, I want to say Sam Darnold with the Jets. Interesting guess. I think you're in the right ballpark, but it's uh, it's actually Marcus Mariota. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. 21 years old, 318 days, September 13th, 2015. Can I guess so, who, who was against? Uh, Jaguars? I'm sure that info can be found. I didn't. I don't have it in my notes over here. Probably, probably Jacksonville. Yeah. <laughs> the Jags are the the Texans. One of those defenses. We didn't Although, have a trivia, I think the Texans defense in 2015 was good. What's that? I was saying, oh, in 2015, they were good. Um, yeah. We need a trivia episode at some point. Oh, I was almost going to do that today. Fuck. Yeah, I forgot. I've got like a – there's a book I have somewhere about uh, like 100 things Broncos fans should know before they die or something. And it's got a bunch of trivia, <laughs> and I was just going to pull it because there's – If you get so if little. You get <laughs> If you get 100 out of 100, do you die on the spot? Yeah, th yeah. then <laughs> your heart gives you out. just die. Cardiac arrest. Mm -hmm. um, there's nothing happening news-wise, but the Colorado Av Avalanche won the Stanley Cup. We're going to talk about that. Uh, I want to talk a little bit about Deshaun Watson before the, the punishment happens because we haven't talked about that on this podcast for a little while. And then we're going to give our uh, Broncos Mount Rushmore for quarterbacks, running backs, receivers, and tight ends because basically I there was somebody tweeted a Broncos Mount Rushmore, and I quote tweeted it with the yeah. fourth person. Uh, that player should be Jake Plummer. And that tweet got 
it did numbers. It got a lot of responses. A lot of people uh, want Craig Morton in that final spot. Well, because they put Russell Wilson on there. Yeah. So, uh, <clears throat> you know, there's something to discuss there. But before we get into it, today's episode is sponsored by DraftKings Sportsbook. They have asked that I whisper their ads now because ASMR videos do much better. Just kidding. I'll stop now. The calf slicer, the Peruvian necktie. These are not sex positions. These are ways to come out on top in the octagon. They're fighting moves. And for UFC 276, uh, you can get in on that action with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the UFC. New customers can bet $5 on any fighter to win and get $100 in free bets. Win or lose. Whether, uh, oh God, whether it's Adsanya with a knockout. <laughs> oh, I should have looked up who these fighters are. Whether it's Aid Sonya with a knockout kick or a powerful punch from Cannon Canner Canner C A N N O N I E R. How would you say that fighter's name, Will? I think you said it perfectly. Cool. I'm Whether it's Mike Tyson or George Foreman, <laughs> bet on it with DraftKings Sportsbook. Buster Douglas. <laughs> Buster Douglas, uh, Sphinx, um, Butterbeam, Ronda Rousey. Some of these guys are fighters. Some are boxers. You determine. Mm -hmm. Anyway, UFC 276 is this weekend. You can do same game parlays uh, through DraftKings. You just got to download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DNVR. Bet $5 on any UFC fighter. Uh, to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's good. DNVR this Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC. Uh, minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. $5 deposit. Minimum restrictions apply. DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem. Call 1-800-522-4700. Okay, well. Um, did you watch the Colorado Avalanche win the Stanley Cup? Did I ever? I watched, we tried to watch them win it Wednesday. No, I watched Friday. the last no. four games. Yeah, well, we watched them, they won Wednesday when we streamed, and then mm -hmm. Friday they lost, and then Sunday, or would they win Sunday? Yeah, they won Sunday. Yeah, they lost Friday. Yeah, when they could have clinched it on the home ice, yep. then they went to Tampa Sunday, went down one nothing, came back with two goals in the second period, hung on to win. Yeah. Now, here's what's weird. So Friday, before the game started, my gut said they were going to win that game. She's like, they're just going to do it. They're going to win it. They're too good. They got the loss out of their system. I was like, I'm going to stream the third period. As soon as I went to click 
to go live and stream it. Mm-hmm. I was like, I have a bad feeling about this. <laughs> I was like, I feel like it's gonna they're not gonna win this game. And then they lost. And then Sunday, I was at my parents' house. We were celebrating my dad's birthday. Um, and I tweeted, maybe it's the booze talking, but I feel very optimistic about this game. And then, of course, Tampa hit a, you know, they, they scored first. Scored and I said it was like 100% the booze talking. <laughs> but I did. I felt good about that game, even when they were down. It just seemed like regardless of what was going to happen, that team was going to figure out a way to beat Tampa. And I think that like, that's kind of like my, my whole takeaway from watching pretty much all of their playoff games is no matter like when shit started to look bad for Colorado, they usually figured out a way on like how to dig themselves out of a deficit. Um, Kemper would have like a bad game and then the next game he would be solid when the offense wasn't scoring a bunch of goals. The defense really came through and just limited the other team from shooting the puck. And that's like, I think that's kind of like the, the real. Didn't Tampa go in the third period. Didn't Tampa go like five minutes without a shot? I think 14 crazy like that. Like, yeah, I think it was 14. Uh, where maybe there was one shot, but it was not an actual shot. Uh, but yeah, like the Colorado's defense and their ability to just take out opposing teams from getting shots on their goal, their goaltender. Uh, they did that several times throughout the the playoffs for like stretches. Obviously, you know it's hard to do that through a whole game, but that was kind of that was supposed to be Tampa strength in addition to you know their goalie, but. It uh, it begs the question, Will. Do you think the Denver Broncos can also win the Stanley Cup this year? I think we can win. We are just as likely to win the Stanley Cup as any of the Canadian teams. Ooh, boom. Yeah. I mean, if you're just talking about championships, so Tampa had, Tampa had the Lightning, the Bucks. And then the Rays were within a couple games of winning the World Series in 2020. I think the Broncos, like, they're not the favorites, but is there a scenario where they win the Super Bowl this year? Yeah, there is. If you, you know, if you do this season 100 times, how many times do the Broncos come out and win the Super Bowl? Three or four? Like, it's, it's definitely a, a possibility that. I do believe they are making the playoffs. Whether they win the Super Bowl, you know, that's a roll of the dice, but it's a possibility this year. Do we think the Nuggets could follow it up? Is there any chance that you get, you know, that Tampa Bay kind of season where you get at least three teams into the championship round? I feel like the Broncos are more likely to make it than the Nuggets at this point. Ooh. Hold that thought. Because I got to turn off my fucking Wi Fi and it might lose connection. Okay. You there? <laughs> I see your face. Yeah, I was going to see how Damn long it. I could to fool you. <laughs> you did a pretty good job. 
it's tough. It's tougher than it looks. Yeah. You did all right. Such bullshit computer. All right. We're just going to fucking keep going. Okay. Nuggets. Will, you just brought up the Nuggets. Uh, They just made some trades. Do you know anything about the trades? Yeah, they traded um, Will Barton and Monte Morris for Contavious Caldwell-Pope and Ish Smith. His name is Ish? Ish Smith. I like it. Um, a lot Contavious of people are saying Caldwell the Nuggets Pope? got fleeced. Sorry? Contavious Caldwell-Pope? Yeah, so Ken V. Us called well Pope. How many? Uh, seven syllables. Can you name a player with more syllables in their name, but no, no Samoan players? No, I don't That's think a so. lot of. No, you're right. I think he's the no. like the most polysyllabic player in sports. <laughs> Possibly. Is Caldwell Pope good? Because I'm getting mixed mixed signals on social media about whether or not this was a good trade for the Nuggets. Well, I think the I think this is one of those trades where they needed to get rid of Will Barton, or Will Barton needed a fresh start somewhere. And it's kind of one of those things where if you get guys who have proven you know, some level of production in a setting, but they're just not in the right place. And it's one of those swaps where you give each guy a refresh and maybe both teams can win the trade. That's my take. Fair enough. Yeah. Because it isn't Caldwell Pope supposed to bring more of a, he's got solid defense and can shoot the three. Is that the takeaway? Yeah, Nuggets. Much want to double down on defense and they definitely need help beyond the arc. So how many comments my take- stick to football? Yeah. <laughs> you don't know shit, idiot. Why are you and so right. stupid? Why are you so stupid, Perna? God, I fucking hate Why are you, you so stupid. Now I'm going to continue to watch the next 20 minutes of this podcast. <laughs> just know I hate you. You know, like, uh, if you, it's so great when you do videos or podcasts because no one is quicker to spell check or just generally fact correct quicker than YouTube commenters. Oh, They're yeah. just so on top of it. Like they, I like when they're, they're so the wrong best. too half the time. Well, I, I made like one people... mistake. <laughs> I made one mistake I in the two thousand seven people... video. And one guy was just on top of it within like 10 minutes. Oh, what what was the mistake? I said Mike, it was Mike McCarthy's first year in 2007. That's what I said. It was actually his second year. Oh. So um, we need to get rid of, we need to delete the video, start from scratch, and then post again in three weeks. Yeah. I bet I could cut that part out. Fuck that guy. I think we should just ban him for ever disagreeing with me. I think what we need to do, aside from that, is we need to go into Mike McCarthy's Wikipedia page, edit it so his first year was 2007, 
and then link it in the comments to that guy sh- saying, hey, idiot, who's right now? I like that. That's a good idea. Also, honestly, when you get something wrong and a bunch of people start talking about it, it helps the video. <laughs> <laughs> Does it? Yeah. All right. Well, that might be a strategy later on. Yeah, just get everything wrong, including the game scores <laughs> and who won and lost. Awesome. Uh, yeah. Well, in the what the what video did I do yesterday? Oh yeah, the Julian Edelman one where he was yeah. reading the Martellus Bennett quote about Jimmy Garoppolo, and we talked about uh, Jimmy Garoppolo had thumb surgery uh, after the season. And some yes. dude's like, it was shoulder surgery, bruh. It's like, he had both, bruh. <laughs> he had thumb surgery and then eventually so- shoulder surgery. So, oh, so we're wrong now because we only mentioned one of the surgeries. When the point, the point that we were trying to make is that is he's playing through the same injury yeah, as Jacoby Brissett. And it was. It was so good. It was a good catch by you because in that quote are, you know, Edelman's like, you can't play through that injury. Yeah, you can actually. When they're they're crapping on Jimmy Garoppolo, he literally went out and played through that injury. Yeah, and won won two games in the playoffs with it. Yeah, and also the non-throwing shoulder injury Garoppolo had. I think Baker Mayfield... Uh, is a good uh, example of how even though it's not your throwing shoulder, it can really affect the way you play quarterback. So maybe that was the call Jimmy G made back in, you know, 20. I I think, you know, technically they're both throwing shoulders. I don't know any quarterback that throws with just one shoulder. Yeah, that's true. You kind of need both of them. Yeah. I think Julian Edelman should pay more attention to how quarterbacks throw the ball. Yeah. And Edelman was pretty, Yeah, Edelman was pretty fair about everything except for he just I felt like he should have defended Garoppolo a little bit, but it's it's not surprising yeah. considering Brady's like one of his best friends and I'm sure Brady hates Garoppolo. Mm-hmm. Uh, but like give the dude a little bit of credit <laughs> just somewhere. It just feels like you just don't like him. Like, be honest. You just don't like him. And so you're going to pick one thing to call him out for. Yeah. Well, they, they, Brandon Marshall handed him the quote to read. So it's not like he went in there prepared to talk about it. Uh, He just, he's just like, yeah. I was mad at him too. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Um, He's probably concussed that season. He didn't remember. Yeah. His PED is probably. Messed with his memory. That's true. Mm. Ba-boom. I actually walked away from... I watched a lot of that uh, liking Edelman more than I had before. So I, uh, I really despised him as a player. I hated him as a player. And he's oh, a lot yeah. more relaxed off the field. Yeah. No, I feel like I could have some beers with him. And then... Brendan Marshall just talking about how handsome he was. I was like, that's my guy. That's my guy, Brandon Marshall. All the other dudes in the room are like, whoa, not no, man. Uh-uh. Oh, that's, that's a good that's a good reminder, Brandon Marshall. I have to make some adjustments. 
Are we? Did you start that script? No, uh, for this oh. podcast. I forgot oh, about Brandon Marshall. Yeah, I got to get that on Marshall. Yeah, we'll get to the Broncos QB Mount Rushmore. Okay. Well, maybe if you already had him, then I don't want him. No, here we go. But I, I did real before we get into the Broncos uh, Mount Rushmore Fleshmore. We're waiting on this Deshaun Watson suspension. They're in day two of his hearing. Um, not, not the court hearing, but the hearing with the NFL and their punishment uh, committee or whatever the fuck it is. And maybe they'll have a decision today. Maybe it's tomorrow. NFL has recommended a year minimum suspension. They want a year minimum indefinite type suspension. I think a year is 100% the minimum. Yeah. And quite frankly, I think it should be even longer than that. And one, because of everything we know about the case, but two, uh, because fuck the Browns for giving him all that money. <laughs> Guaranteed. And I want the suspension to actually affect his money. And knowing they protected this year, I hope it lasts longer than one year. And I hope the Browns go crawling back to Baker Mayfield, offer him even more money, and that he plays for Cleveland this year. If Baker plays for Cleveland this year, it will be so much fun. And I hope he is great. I hope he's really, yeah. really good. And then he just fucking leaves. He just leaves them for doing him dirty. Not sucks for Browns fans. Really does. But I hope he balls his brains out and then just leaves. Seriously, that's not unreasonable that he gets healthy and plays really, really well. Yeah. I don't know if he's like a pro bowler in the AFC because the AFC is stacked, but if he led the Browns back to the playoffs. Would be sick. That, how could you – that? okay, so that's the thing. is like the Browns clearly anticipated a year-long suspension. Yeah. Because yeah. of how they worked the contract. Right. Were they just like – what was their plan this year? Just suck? Were, is Deshaun Watson worth sucking for a year? Is he like, are they literally tanking for a free agent? Yeah, That's kind tanking. Of yeah, it's like, oh, they'll get a great draft pick, and they don't have to use it on a quarterback, so they can take the yeah. best player available to address. You know, was it offensive line maybe or a defensive player? Um, yeah, it's <laughs> it is a weird move. I mean, you know who has to be rooting like on multiple fronts for this Deshaun Watson suspension for a year, which it's going to be, but maybe longer is Texans fans because the longer they go yeah. without Watson and possibly Mayfield, they're going to suck. The Texans are going to get back a really, really high draft pick in that case. They could be yeah. talking oh, yeah. about like multiple. Cleveland top wouldn't even picks. be able to use they, if they did suck, they wouldn't, yeah. it wouldn't benefit them for the first round. I don't think it would benefit them until year three, right? If not longer. Yeah, I mean, they would get three first round picks. Yeah, and we'd have to look at what seconds they gave up uh, because, you know, if you had one of the first couple picks in each of the round or in the second round, like that's a pretty strong place to have a pick. But you're right. Yeah, this is just going to help the Texans if they're bad. 
Although the Texans have been added to the lawsuits as well. What would be really <laughs> funny? What would be the most hilarious situation? If the NFL took their picks. Yes. Part of the punishment is taking the picks for the Deshaun Watson trade. Oh, my God. Baker plays great. The Texans lose at least one year of the picks that they got for Watson. Oh. I think it's fair. And, like the, and Davis the Patriots Mills lost leads, picks. Yeah, and Davis Mills leads the Texans to like eight wins or nine wins, so they're just right in the middle of the draft. Oh, that's what I want to see. That would be justice. That would be justice. And we kind of need right. we kind of need this. Like we just we can't have another good quarterback in the AFC this year or next year. No, I mean it's it's balance. The AFC North, that's a tough division. But you take, you know, that's a tough division if Baker Mayfield's starting and he's healthy. Because the Browns have a pretty solid team. They do. Like Kareem Hunt's going to be healthy. Uh, they got Chubb. Those two backs with Baker, you just run a lot and then give him easy throws. It's like the kind of offense you want to run. All right, Broncos Mount Rushmore, Will. Let's do it. Yes, sir. Where do you want to start? Should we start with qu- quarterbacks? Probably the easiest. Yeah. Start with start quarterbacks. There? Yeah. All right. I'm going to assume that we have the same ones here. Sure. But I'm going to start it off with – these are all pretty much in descending order. John Elway. Mm-hmm. That one's kind of – that one's a given. Peyton Manning. Another surprise. Another shocker. Here's where we get a little, you know, this one's up for debate, these last two spots. Are they, though? Yeah, I think so. Maybe. Depends on how you define uh, a Broncos quarterback. Jake Plummer, number (laughs) three. I think he had like a 39-15 and regular season record. In four years, if you go back and look at his stats, like they're not that great. Uh, he threw a lot of interceptions his first few years. You uh, had that one year where he went over 4,000 yards. He was the first quarterback since Elway um, to go over 4,000 yards for the Broncos. Brian Greasy never did it. And he made a Pro Bowl, too, in 2005. Leading yeah. the team to a 13 and 3 record and won a playoff game. Outdueled Tom Brady in the playoffs. He and Peyton Plumbers Manning both did it. And he's our Plumbers friend. Are, yeah. He you he's a ride and die with quarterback. Um, and just to, like stylistically, cool quarterback to watch. Very Had cool. Lightning quick release. A scrambler. Just he was kind of uh I want to say he had a little bit of like – he's like a more slippery Fitzpatrick in a lot of ways. Yeah, that's a good comparison. I'm trying Although, to think who, who to compare him to in today's did Fitzpatrick NFL. Fitzpatrick get slipperier as he got older? I think so. I think he stopped caring about his body the older he got. Yeah, because didn't he lead the Dolphins in rushing? <laughs> he did, yeah. That's true. In At 2019, like 36 or some yeah. shit. 
that's that might have to be on our video about like incredible stats from random players. Oh yeah, that's a solid one. I'm writing that down. Yeah, yeah. I gotta... So I, I, Jake Plummer is just a lot of fun to watch. He flipped off the fans, and the fans had it coming. Let's be honest. Uh, they made the playoffs every year that he was a full time starter. Probably would have made the playoffs, I think, had he remained the starter in 2006. Yeah, Jake Plummer's like a lot of fun to watch. His greatest strength was, I think, like leadership, and guys wanted to play for him. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like, team, the team rallied around Jake Plummer. They would live with his mistakes because they knew, you know, the next series he was going to go out there and try and rectify it or put everything on the line to, uh, you know, negate any mistakes he did make. So I think I 100% agree with Plummer on the list. Uh, And the final QB, who do you have? I got the original number seven, Craig Morton, who led the team to their first Super Bowl appearance. Uh, Didn't play very well once he got there. Four but interceptions. He got he got them there. Ran into his old team, the Dallas Cowboys, uh, who had one of the best defenses in NFL history at that point. But you you can't really um, you can't understate like what he meant to that team at that point because they were a loser franchise, and he gave them stability at that position. He was a free agent. I think he was either a free agent or they traded. Um, to get him from from Dallas because he was he was flip flopping with Roger Staubach early in his career, like they would swap them out in in drives during games. Tom Landry was in he's a madman. Comes to Denver, he's a little older, uh, has a good connection with um, Haven Moses, who was one of their best yeah. wide receivers at the time. And then beat the Raiders on on New Year's Day in the AFC Championship game, which was like the team's biggest win for their first 25 years of existence. Yeah, both those – they beat the Steelers and the Raiders to get to that Super Bowl in 77. Yeah, they beat, yeah, like, they did. Beat the two dynasties, basically. Uh-huh. <laughs> totally. Um, yeah, absolutely. I think so most, he, he, he's on there for me. The most impressive thing about Craig Morton's career is that he played – 19 years from 65 to 82 like 19 seasons back then is insane to me um just because medical science did not exist and he wisely retired in 1982 so he could give number seven to john elway exactly (laughs) exactly um Um, i was looking through his, his stats and um, so <laughs> the season before he came to Denver, when he was with the giants, he threw nine touchdowns to 20 interceptions. <laughs> yeah. That was just kind of a, like a normal stat line in those days. Like, yeah, the stat lines were, were different, but, uh, even that I would say was, was not great. Yeah, not great. Not great. But you wouldn't see that and be like, holy shit, that's atrocious. You're like, yeah, he had a down year. Like just run the ball and play defense. That's all your quarterback yeah. needs to do. Pretty, pretty much. 
pretty much. Yeah. Um, okay, should we go to the running backs? Well, let's just say that Russell Wilson is better than Jake Plummer and Craig Morton, but he's not played a snap yet for our team, so he can't. He's yeah. ineligible. He's ineligible. Um, yeah. He might this be able to go on there after one year. That's how good we think Russell Wilson can be. You might Do not tell me Tim Tebow should be on there, please. Just don't. He don't. Tebow is not on the Mount Rushmore, but he's like I'm trying to think. He gets his own separate monument. Um, yeah, he gets like a plaque. Church, he just gets his own church. He gets his own church. Yeah, I like that. Um, oh, let's do running back. Yeah. <laughs> what are I you was looking. looking at? Hold on, I was looking up something, and uh, was it about completion percentages? What the fuck was this for? But T- <laughs> Tebow had like a completion percentage of like 47. Yeah, it wasn't good. And I was looking, it was a reference to something. What the hell? What's 46.5. I definitely started a script about it somewhere. Damn. What script is that? Oh, well. Yeah, 46.5 that uh, 2011 season, which is just crazy. Okay, we can move on to wide receivers, huh? Is that what you're saying? Uh, do you want to do wide receivers or running backs? I had running backs next. All right, let's do running backs. Let's do it. Um, okay, so this one, like Elway, is pretty obvious. Terrell Davis is the George Washington on this particular Mount Rushmore. Yeah. Don't need to say anything other that you don't already know. 2,000 yards, blah, 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 Hall of Famer. Um, okay. So next one up is another Hall of Famer, Floyd Little, passed away recently. Uh, he was actually the first first-round pick to sign with Denver. Oh, So before Floyd Little, they were just drafting guys and saying, please play for us. And they're like, no, no thanks. Not happening. No, thank you. We're, going to, uh, we're going to the NFL. Because um, they're, you know, I think they're still in the AFL up until that point, uh, until the merger in 1970. Like guys, like guys like Merlin Olson, the Broncos drafted him, um, and he said, "No thanks, I'm going to go play for the Rams." Um, I'm sure there's a few other examples, but Floyd Little was the first Alex. guy to like actually take the money from the Broncos and ended up being really, really good on some really not very good teams. Um, and he was just like a, he was a fun guy to watch. He he had crazy like bow legs, so he was yeah. kind of fun. He was hard to tackle. Yeah, he was very hard to tackle, um, but he was like just super elusive. I'm trying to think of a guy that you could compare him to now, um, but he really was just one of a kind. Um, yeah, I read finished a good book too that I read many years ago. Finished, you know, he's second all time in rushing yards for the Broncos, six thousand three twenty three, forty three rushing touchdowns. Um, yeah, like I think cause he, he played before I started watching the Broncos, but he was one of the first players that I became like aware of mm-hmm. in terms of guys who played before I really started paying attention to, to football. And I guess that's, it just kind of predates the eighties, even though like I didn't start watching until like the early nineties, 
maybe the very late 80s watching a little bit like when i was like five or six but uh when i really got into the broncos he was like one of the first guys that stood out to me and it's because one of those like vhs tapes like there's a yeah. great like Lloyd little segment on there and how good he was was so that's easy uh this is probably where we're gonna maybe have some differing opinions is okay. after tv and floyd i'll just uh i'll just throw my next two at you um kind of okay. together yeah just give them to me clinton portis mm-hmm. rookie of the year scored five touchdowns against the chiefs only played two years in the broncos but they were really really elite level uh, years plus yeah. he got us champ bailey so yeah he's a part of it for me um and then my last guy is cj anderson oh wow CJ. i think this is uh i think this is fair he scored the game clinching touchdown in super bowl 50 uh, he had some of the most clutch touchdowns um a running back his has ever had like that uh, walk-off run against the Patriots in the snow in 2015. Yeah. I was there to watch his first career touchdown in um, 2014 against the Raiders where he caught a pass and I think he made like seven Raider defenders miss on his way to the end zone. So that was really cool. Um, he was just like – he was a bowling ball. He was a really fun guy to watch. And, um, yeah, he was – he never put up – Huge stats. I think he only had one thousand yard year, but he was clutch. He was clutch. He had even before the Super Bowl he had two big runs against the Steelers, against the Patriots, and I don't think they win either of those games without him. Hmm. So I got. Yeah, I agree. So just to recap: TD, Floyd Little, Clinton Portis, CJ Anderson. Yeah, I 100% I, I agree with Clinton Portis. Um, two seasons with the Broncos, and he's eighth all-time in their rushing yardage, yeah. uh, 3,099, 29 yeah. touchdowns. Where does that rank? Hold on, let me – sixth all-time in rushing touchdowns in just two seasons, trailing uh, John Elway and another Anderson, Mike Anderson. Oh, that's who right. I would – I would consider Mike Anderson. I really like C. I really liked CJ. I was a huge CJ Anderson fan. Uh, Sammy Winder is a guy to think about. That's uh, true. That's, he was a great, uh, great like third down back that yeah. stuck around for a really long time. Eight years with the Broncos. Um, I'm gonna have to go with like for single game performance that we all forget about. Uh, Howard Griffin. Howard Griffith? Or yeah, Quentin Howard Griffin? Griffin. Oh, you're Quentin oh, Griffin. Quentin Quentin, Griffin. Sorry, Quentin Griffin. Oh, the yeah. So it's so well known in my name that I forget Quentin Griffin. I, but I was gonna put Howard on as maybe my fourth as fullback. Ah, I don't, I don't mind that at all. Blocking the way for TD, just a really unsung hero on the offense. Yeah. Uh, did he score the super, this touchdown in the Super Bowl, Howard? He scored two touchdowns in Super Bowl 33. Yeah. So I think I'll go with Howard Griffith for my over CJ. Okay. 
I, I can't argue with that. I like I like your thought process on that. Yeah. As a fullback. My apologies fullback to Quentin and Howard for confusing your names. <laughs> Quentin Griffin. Uh, great for like two games. Okay. That one, the game against the Chiefs where he just destroyed them was awesome. Yeah. Everybody thought he was like Barry Sanders. Yeah. I okay. Sure. Wide receiver or should we do tight end? Let's do wide receiver because tight end is going to be hard. Okay. Yeah, well. All right. So can I just do four Shannon Sharps? Yeah. Can I I've do got, Shannon uh, Sharp? Shannon Sharp as a Raven and Shannon Sharp as a team. <laughs> yeah. There we go. Okay. Wide receiver. Receivers. So these first two are obvious. Rod, Rod Smith. Smith DT. Demarius Thomas. Yeah. Rod Boom. Smith. If Rod Smith was a cowboy, he'd be in the Hall of Fame right now. Oh, easy. Or if it was a Steeler, he'd be in the yep. Hall of Fame. 11,389 receiving yards, uh, 68 touchdowns. And really, like, he didn't play all that much because he never, he wasn't a starter until 1997. He's undrafted in 1994. Caught his first pass, 1995, which was a touchdown to win the game. Oh, yeah. Never didn't start until '97, and then played his last game in 2006. So only his his like career was really just ten seasons. Yeah, and put up really great numbers. Um, only two of them with Elway. So if you you can't call him a product of a Hall of Fame quarterback. Um, I know. Yeah, if you got to play longer with Elway, I think his numbers would be more impressive. Yeah, yeah. So Demarius Thomas too, like the stats, the peak, he his 2014 season where he had 1600 yards and double digit touchdowns, 100 catches, the best season any Broncos wide receivers ever had. Statistically. Oh. Um was great from the time he got healthy in 2011 up to the end of the 2016 season, like just a dominant wide receiver all around, fast, slippery, like tough, great jump ball, red zone guy. He was awesome. Like DT's jump ball ability and ability to turn a bubble screen into a home run ball it's just that's like that's that's freakish athletic skill. I think um, he, in terms of uh, acceleration, like the the yeah. top speed. Once he got like a like five yards, a little bit of a runway, like he had speed that was like different than Tyree Kill because Tyree Kill, yeah, faster. But even if you got a clear shot at DT, he's so much bigger. Yeah, he was like a he was like a locomotive basically, on those screen passes. Um, so those are the two obvious ones. Third is actually semi obvious. Uh, Ed McCaffrey. Okay. He played with the Broncos from 1995 to 2003, I believe. Um, he was just solid, reliable. He had that incredible block that cleared the way for Howard Griffith in Super Bowl 32. 
Uh, he and Rod Smith both had 100 catch seasons. I think in yeah. 2000 it was. Um, he was just kind of – he paved the way for, for Eric Yeah, did Decker. they do that with Greasy? Yeah, I think they did it with Greasy. Yeah, that's, probably like that's impressive. Probably like or someone like that. <laughs> just like extremely tough over the middle. All the things you can say about a white guy, he was the embodiment of that player. High um, motor. Super high motor. And that was like – we didn't draft him either. That was his third team. He played – he was drafted by the Giants, won a Super yeah. Bowl as like the fifth guy on the 49ers, and then finally got to Denver as totally an afterthought and took off. So, okay. So, I originally had Rick Upchurch as the fourth wide receiver because he had eight career return touchdowns, which is pretty good. Plus oh, like yeah, that's impressive. Receiving touchdowns. He's one of the better returners for the in the first like – few decades of nfl history really um and i and he dated condoleezza rice who was almost the head coach of the cleveland browns but i think in terms of like pure receiving production hard to go away from brandon marshall yeah he had three like incredible seasons that's what's crazy three seasons uh 14th for the broncos in yards you had 25 touchdowns in that time that's 13th like oh man because we've been talking about doing a brandon marshall video so i've kind of looked at some of his games and some of his uh stats and a lot, of, a lot of his crazy production too came, you know, with the Bears, and then his best season with Fitz Magic. Uh, but he's like a guy who just never had that like QB his yeah. for a majority of his career. And had he, like, I mean, even if him and Cutler got to play maybe a little longer together. Uh, he could really put up some like just insane numbers, but like, doesn't he still have the the record for most catches in a game? Yeah, I think he had twenty two against the Colts back in two thousand nine. Yeah, they, they lost, uh, they, right? But yeah. he just was dominant. He was the offense, like for yeah a stretch there. Um, when things got bad with McDaniel's, Kyle Orton was like, "I'm throwing it to Brandon Marshall, and you know it's coming, but he's still going to catch it." Like he was. He was baby T.O., they called him, but he was bigger than T.O. And some of those, like, catch and runs where he he would break four or five tackles in one play. He'd, like, juke a guy, then he'd spin through – he'd spin past a guy, and he'd just, like, bulldoze a guy. Um, I'm thinking of his – I think it was his second career touchdown in 2006 against the Seahawks. They're driving, and Cutler just throws, like, a hitch route – and then Brandon Marshall breaks like three tackles and runs 60 yards for a touchdown. Yeah. Um, it, he was just a monster after the catch. He was a monster. And then even Brandon Lloyd had some of the most impressive catches yeah. I've seen as a Bronco. And he was doing that with what, like Kyle Orton and Kyle Orton. Tebow. Yeah. Uh, man, number four is hard. Because I, you got the got three soft, amigos too. 
Yeah, you've got I, growing up, like I loved Vance Johnson and uh, Mark Jackson. They're like two of my favorite receivers. Could we just put the three amigos as the fourth <laughs> head? Like That's a, fine. Three headed dog. Um, I also want to shout out a couple guys too. Decker, Big Dick Decker, Emmanuel Sanders. Decker, Decker was great. Um, so was Haven Moses, who we talked about. I was, yeah, I was going to say Lionel Taylor. Lionel Taylor played one, two, three, four, seven years with Denver and was a three time All Pro. Yeah. Like he had, he was putting up thousand yard seasons in the 60s, which, you know, the AFL liked to throw a lot, but. That's pretty impressive yeah. for 12 games or 14 games. Yeah, no, it's incredibly impressive. You know, there's a what-if scenario for me, too. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's, what if Eddie Royals stayed with the Broncos? Because his last season yeah. was 2011. And I just can't imagine like a better trio than Eddie Royal, Eric Decker and Demarius Thomas with Peyton Manning, because they still had a, another year before they brought in Wes Welker. And I don't think they would even do that if they had Eddie Royal on that team. Um, Yeah, I think so. They had, he probably would have played the Brandon Stokely role and I love Stokely was great. And he had that connection with, with Manning, but Royal was like, such a better athlete and so much more explosive than Stokely at that point in his career, at least. Um, so yeah, no, I always think that like if Josh McDaniels wasn't such a dickhead and wasn't trying to stick square pegs and round holes all the time, like Eddie Royal had an incredible rookie season Then McDaniels was like, yeah, you don't fit my offense. Never, never got the ball to him was so uncreative. He and like he and Peyton Hillis are kind of, two what ifs like if that McDaniels just totally fucked up at that asshole. Um, so Royal is still like, he was good and fun to watch for, you know, for four years. They did take him over to Sean Jackson, which I think Ooh. about quite a bit. Um, that's interesting, but you know, that's okay. Man, I wish, yeah, I, I wish I, I would have liked to see Eddie Royal with Peyton Manning. He probably yeah, I left before we signed him because <laughs> he went to the Chargers. Oh, that's right. What are you thinking, man? Okay. Um, finish with tight ends? Yep, let's do it. All right, we'll speed through this, even though it's the most controversial. I have Shannon Sharp. That one's easy. Oh, boo you. you. Oh, you got him too? Yeah. Didn't yeah, think we I mean, both had to pick him. You don't need to like. You don't need to give the resume for Shannon Sharp. Really, just know that he was uh, an incredible player. He's very good. He was very he's good. Next, really high peak. Really nothing aside from two years. Julius Thomas. Julius Thomas. Yeah, that's incredible. Fair. Like that's how like thin the tight end group is for Denver. Is he yeah. sharp and then a guy who was great for two years? So I've got Julius Thomas there. And then 
I've got uh, Riley Odoms. Oh. So he was the fifth overall pick at tight end, I think, in 1971, I want to say. 72, I think. 72, okay. Um, and he lived up to it. Like He's a four-time Pro Bowl or two-time All-Pro. Had some great seasons when you know, tight end was not primarily like a receiving position. Like before Odoms, like you had guys like John Mackey and, and Mike Ditka who were good receivers, but like we still thought about tight ends as extra offensive linemen who would occasionally yeah. run routes. They were not, you know, guys you were splitting out at wide receiver. They're not the Travis yeah, I mean, Kelsey or those guys. Right. He's second in, you know, yards at the position for the Broncos. Touchdowns, 41. Sharp had 55. Julius mm-hmm. Thomas had 24. And, you know, he didn't play as long, but all that checks out. Okay. Um, so this last one was tough. Um, I had to really think about this. Can I can I try and guess who you're debating here? Yeah. Were you trying to choose between Dwayne Carswell and Tony Scheffler? Carswell was not on my uh, radar. Ooh. House. House. That's unsung hero. (laughs) I had Tony Scheffler for no other reason than he was really fun to watch for like two or three years. Yeah. We thought we had the future there. Cutler, Scheffler, Marshall. Yeah, they were just like really, really insanely hyper-athletic as a trio. And like none of them lived up to their potential, um, aside really from like Brandon Marshall. Although you could have argued he was kind of hamstrung by a multitude of issues. But Scheffler was like a – he was a freak athlete at tight end. He's a basketball player. You don't yeah. see a lot of those playing tight end. He had great hands. He had some drop issues early on, but he he figured it out, made some crazy catches, had a great rapport with Jay Cutler. And then like uh, like a lot of players, um, Josh McDaniels rubbed him the wrong way, and he decided to leave, which yep. was really sad. So – Another player I would have loved to see play with Peyton Manning. Yeah, that would have been great. Oh, man. I would say, too, like, one of the most important games for tight ends uh, goes to Owen Owen Daniels Daniels. in the AFC AFC Championship Championship game. Yeah, against the Patriots. I was thinking about that, too. I almost wanted to put him on there for that game. Like he He was actually very good that whole season. Yeah, no, he was just, like, reliable, third down. Yeah. You knew he was going to probably make make a play. Wasn't putting up numbers. Um, oh, man. Oh, yeah. Shout out to uh, Emmanuel Sanders at wide receiver. Yeah. I think I, I tried to say that, that but I okay. stopped. I, I, that was kind of, I don't think he's on the Mount Rushmore necessarily, but me, I don't know. You could argue that he's more deserving than Brandon Marshall just because he, he did it for longer and showed up in important games. Yeah, no, he was, and he was tough. Uh, you know, the, like the time he got lit up in St. Louis, 
that play always sticks out to yeah. me. But I was excited when when we got Emmanuel Sanders, and that was a key part uh, to the Broncos, you know, getting to the Super Bowl the next season. So he came over in 2014, right, with the big defensive haul. He was the one offensive player. Yeah. Just I think I'll put Dwayne Carswell as my fourth tight end. I like it. I like it. He, yeah, and he was such a good blocking tight end that they moved him yeah. to tackle. Yeah, that's what I like about Dwayne. Pretty crazy. He play tackle now. I mean, uh, you could throw in like Nate Jackson in there because they moved, they made him play yeah. tight end. They made him eat all this food so he could be tight end, and it didn't work out. Um, but yeah, tight ends tough because the Broncos haven't had many prolific like tight ends. No, and I'm sure no, you can. Seasons, but I'm sure that's a position where that's just a little bit vacant for a lot of teams, where you have one or two great tight ends. Um, like just think about like the AFC West: Tony Gonzalez and Kelsey for the Chiefs. Yeah, um, Gates and um, Kellen Winslow. Winslow for, for the Chargers, Raiders. Who's the Raiders' best tight end? Uh, Don't even... Probably Dave Casper. Oh, probably Dave Casper and um, I don't know who would their other one be. I'm probably missing someone very obvious. Oh, uh, Todd Christensen. Oh yeah. But he was great. outside of like maybe one or two, like two guys, then you're really kind of nitpicking, I think, between a lot of players who were probably good, but they, if they played uh, before the late 90s, they're mostly blocking. Uh, so they're not going to have a lot of the numbers there. And it's just a weird position. It seems like longevity in that position's a little tough. And. Mm-hmm really quarterback dependent i think versus like a wide receiver is usually your main target right so you can be a productive wide receiver without a great quarterback i think it's a little harder with tight ends but i don't know it's an interesting position solid list though really tough to play yeah no i think it's very hard let's hope um you know there's no there's clearly an open spot on this mount rushmore for tight ends, there's a there's a fourth spot that's vacant. Basically, it's up for grabs. Yeah. So let's hope Alberto or Greg Dulcich come take it. Easy. We'll start. Uh, let's start sculpting that beautiful Greg Dulcich hair. I want Greg Dulcich and Albert O to finish their careers with more receiving yards and touchdowns than Shannon Sharp each. I, I can't argue against that. I would like to see that happen as well. Hell yeah. All right. You made it through another podcast here on That's Good Sports. We did a Mount Rushmore. Thought we were going to be quick. We friggin' weren't. But uh, we'll be back next week. And assuming people listen to this one, we'll do defense maybe. Yeah. All right. Good night. And John Elway plays his entire career without an ACL. And him and Joe Sackick both won championships as players and GMs for the state of Colorado. And I...
Hey, we got the calf slicer, the Peruvian necktie, the Cincinnati boat. Uh, maybe not that one. But there are tons of ways to come out on top in the octagon. And for UFC 276, there's one more. With DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC. New customers can bet $5 on any fighter to win and get $100 in free bets Win or lose. That fighter won't come to your house and challenge you because you can't lose. Whether it's a knockout kick or a powerful punch, you win no matter what. Especially if you're not receiving those kicks or punches. And with DraftKings, same game parlays, you can turn another small bet into a big payday. Combine multiple bets like which fighter will win, number of knockouts, and more. For UFC 276, you can place a same game parlay, and if it hits, you'll win double, 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 triple. No, just double. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use code DNVR. That's DNVR. Bet $5 on any UFC 276 fighter to win and get $100 in free bets no matter what. That's code DNVR. This Saturday at DraftKings Sportsbook, the official sports betting partner of the UFC. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Got to be 21 or older. Colorado only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit. 